Section 14 of Birds, Volume 1, Number 6, June 1897. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Betty B. The Scarlet Tanager. One of the most brilliant and striking of all American birds is the scarlet tanager. From its black wings resembling pockets, it is frequently called the pocket bird. The French call it the cardinal. The female is plain olive green, and when seen together, the pair present a curious example of the prodigality with which Mother Nature pours out her favors of beauty in the adornment of some of her creatures and seems niggardly in her treatment of others. Still, it is only by contrast that we are enabled to appreciate the quality of beauty, which in this case is of the rarest sort. In the January number of birds, we presented the red-rumped tanager, a Costa Rica bird, which, however, is inferior in brilliancy to the scarlet, whose range extends from eastern United States, north to southern Canada, west to the Great Plains, and south in winter to northern South America. It inhabits woodlands and swampy places. The nesting season begins in the latter part of May, the nest being built in low, thick woods or on the skirting of tangled thickets, very often also in an orchard on the horizontal limb of a low tree or sapling. It is very flat and loosely made of twigs and fine bark strips and lined with rootlets and fibers of inner bark. The eggs are from three to five in number and of a greenish blue, speckled and blotted with brown, chiefly at the larger end. The disposition of the scarlet tanager is retiring, in which respect he differs greatly from the summer tanager, which frequents open groves and often visits towns and cities. A few may be seen in our parks, and now and then children have picked up the bright dead form from the green grass and wondered what might be its name. Compare it with the red bird, with which it is often confounded, and the contrast will be striking. His call is a warble, broken by a pensive call note, sounding like the syllables chip-chur, and he is regarded as a superior musician. Passing through an orchard and seeing one of these young birds that had but lately left the nest, I carried it with me for about half a mile to show it to a friend, and having procured a cage, says Wilson, hung it upon one of the large pine trees in the botanic garden, within a few feet of the nest of an orchard oriole, which also contained young, hoping that the charity and kindness of the orioles would induce them to supply the cravings of the stranger. But charity with them, as with too many of the human race, began and ended at home. The poor orphan was altogether neglected, and as it refused to be fed by me, I was about to return it to the place where I had found it, when, toward the afternoon, a scarlet tanager, no doubt its own parent was seen fluttering around the cage endeavoring to get in finding he could not he flew off and soon returned with food in his bill and continued to feed it until after sunset taking up his lodgings on the higher branches of the same tree in the morning as soon as day broke he was again seen most actively engaged in the same manner and notwithstanding the insolence of the orioles he continued his benevolent offices the whole day, roosting at night as before. On the third or fourth day, he seemed extremely solicitous for the liberation of his charge, using every expression of distressful anxiety 
and every call and invitation that nature had put in his power for him to come out this was too much for the feelings of my friend he procured a ladder and mounting to the spot where the bird was suspended opened the cage took out his prisoner and restored him to liberty and to his parent who with notes of great exultation accompanied his flight to the woods end of section fourteen this recording is in the public domain